0: It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com shift. My guest today is Tanya Pluckrose. Her background lies in customer service, where she spent 21 years working for a Fortune 2000 company. She clipped her wings and moved to the United States in 2015 because of love, and then spent the next four years as a sought-after thought leader and consultant, helping medium to large companies with the art of selling to women. Tanya then experienced burnout in all areas of her life, from working endless hours to growing her business, and as a result, she fell in love with Bob Proctor's teaching. Bob showed her that success is 95% mindset and only 5% strategy. Her mess became her mission to help others on, other entrepreneurs quantum leap the growth of their businesses to have more money, impact, and time freedom by creating a rich results mindset. Tanya Pluckrose and I connect on so many levels. If you get the mindset right, you'll figure out the strategy. Our thought life is so important, and so few take the time to truly think. We are creative beings with incredible power to create our own destiny, and Tanya is equipping as many as possible to follow that path. Tanya, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited about this opportunity to, just to have a chat with you and, and to learn so much um, about you. And, of course, mindset is my favorite topic. And so I think it'll be just a fantastic conversation. And so looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too, Robert. Yeah. This is what the world needs right now, right? Just our minds to <laughs> success and love and results and
0: all that good stuff and joy all of that oh imagine just just if if everybody could shift just one degree more positive how how mm-hmm. much would that change the world yeah good point yeah, absolutely so typically i just let everybody share you know how they got on their entrepreneurial journey and and what got them into entrepreneurship and so you know you could start at the beginning or start wherever you're comfortable just share your your journey a little bit
1: Uh, Well, thank you for the question. And, you know, it's always good to share where where you came from because it reminds you to continue to be humble and be grateful for, as I say, the grace that was extended to you in your darkest hours. Mm. Right? It always is good to rehash, I say, to look back without staring. But definitely it keeps you very grounded in reminding you to continue to be grateful for where you are today. So my journey has always been in the airline industry for over 21 years, where I used to work for an airline, uh, Australia's national carrier, Qantas Airlines. Mm. And um, I loved it. I just love people. I love being of service to people. So... I've always done God's will, which is to, of course, um, help people, look after people, care, love on them. I've always done that. Um, but I never thought I'd end up at 35,000 feet doing it for extended periods of time. But there you go. So I did that for many years. And then I um, I met a beautiful man Um who was an American and I used to come up to LA all the time on the A380. I used to be their chief flight attendant on that big mothership which used to hold over 500 people and um Lots of juicy stuff would happen on board. Let me tell you, and it wasn't (laughs) all real stuff. I mean, I've experienced childbirth, I've experienced handcuffing, I've experienced lovemaking—you name it, I've seen it all at thirty-five thousand feet. Oh, I've even seen showers appear inside the bathrooms in coach class. And you might be saying, "What's that?" Well, I don't know. I used to carry passengers to Hong Kong all the time, and For some reason, they would insist on having some sort of shower in the bathrooms, because I'd find all this water everywhere and wonder, when did coach have showers? But anyway, I always used to turn things in. You know, you could take things very seriously, or you could just love people where they are, and the endosyncrasies, or maybe the social behavior that was different in different parts of the world. But hey, no one was doing anything wrong. They were just showing up the way they had been programmed. I'll get to the programming in a minute. (laughs) So anyway, I met Love, moved to LA, and I was determined. I'm clipping my wings no more, uh, nights of lack of sleep and jet lag. I really wanted to do something else and do my own business. And so I went into Helping small to medium large companies, of course, create an exceptional client experience because when I arrived, I noticed there was a gap in the market. So I wrote a book, The Art of Selling to a Woman. And I was going on a mission to help companies, especially the boys club, you know, right. the ones at the car dealership, right, who never really give us a look at as women. Well, I was going to change them, Right. But alas, none of that worked out, and I ended up actually um, losing everything, the marriage, um, being nearly broke and broken and definitely burnt out. And I ended up on the other side of LA, in this room, with the two Siamese cats, Sydney and Serafina, going, how the hell did I end up here? I'd always been a law abiding citizen. I'd always seen the good in people, done the right thing. But little did I know that I'd never use the gift, the greatest gift that God has given all of us is our mind to think uh, think the right thoughts. You see, God's given us this gift, but many of us are not using it effectively. And we tend to focus on what's wrong instead of what's right. And we are not giving... You see, I believe that a power greater than ourselves is constantly flowing through us and wants to give us everything we want, but we're not thinking into results. Mm. And so I realized this when, out of the blue in this home within a month of living there. My mentor, Bob Proctor, he came up as a Facebook ad and I'll never forget his famous last words. If you are not happy with your current results, it's because of your past and present thinking. Mm-hmm. But if you want to change your future, you're going to have to think different thoughts. Think differently. And so I bought everything to do with him. I loved these teachings and I realized that I had actually created my own demise.
0: Mm-hmm. We typically that, do.
1: Right, and that was a hard pill to swallow like I had created, the disintegration of everything with the way I thought about it and felt about it. And so I decided that I, after this, and I started to invest in Bob Proctor's teachings because he really was a man that helped all of us um, use our minds effectively. And he had been trained by the best, Earl Nightingale, and Earl Nightingale had been mentored by, of course, Napoleon Hill, and Napoleon Hill had been commissioned and mentored by Andrew Carnegie. And so Bob knew that all of us humans were not using our minds uh, properly. We weren't. We weren't using it, um, our higher faculties, and we're the only species that has been gifted with these beautiful six higher faculties, and we weren't using them properly. And so his mission was to help us uh, think into results. And so that's how it all started, you, me ending up here. And now I've dedicated my life to helping people, of course, start to use their minds effectively so that they really can claim their birthright. And their everyone's birthright is to be rich happy and successful. And have, listen, how, you can decide how you want success to show up, how much money, but let me tell you, Bob taught me, and I believe it was God talking to him, we are not dreaming big enough. We are constantly thinking we can only have the thim, the symbol of stuff. Or the, but uh, let me tell you, you only have to look at nature to see how bountiful bountiful god is and we too can be like a tree with all those leaves we've just got to change our consciousness from lack and limitation to one of prosperity and that's what Mm. i'm doing
0: absolutely well i mean there's so much so much good stuff i think most people think when they're when they hear that voice in their head or they're they're telling themselves things that they're thinking and most people are really ruminating and and really just rehashing past experiences rehashing past events Mm -hmm. and and not tapping into our our creativity and and most people if you ask them you know are are you creative they would say well no i'm not an artist or or a poet or or a writer and so i'm i'm not creative and and we were all created to be creators Mm -hmm. to to create and that doesn't mean just uh like the people creating on the airplane you talked about it means that we were designed to create with our mind mm-hmm. and, and thinking. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's definitely one of those things that isn't taught. And, and most people, like you mentioned, are working at the highest level that they're capable of. And, and nobody showed them and said, you have this powerful, powerful tool between your ears that's more than just, you know, designed to do algebra in high school and college. And it's created to to do incredible things. And it has this possibility of being fully connected to the divine and fully connected to each other and and tap into greatness, tap into the ultimate greatness. Um, and and there's just so few people really teaching um those things since you know james allen napoleon hill wallace d Mm waddles you know hundreds of years ago and now what's so fantastic is in our age we're starting to see science finally saying oh the brain has we have this we have this energy around us and we can measure we can measure this energy and napoleon hill called the brain a, a sending and receiving unit that that it's sending out vibrations and those vibrations are coming back. And now quantum theory is proving that everything is vibration. Everything is, is energy. And, and we're all, we are all interconnected and we are, it's so reaffirming that the language these men used hundreds of years ago to talk about the mind, to talk about our ability to tap into something far greater than our individual selves. And, and science is now, just coming up with confirmation after confirmation after confirmation of how true these things are. Um, and so many people think, you know, Norman Vincent Peale is just, you know, oh, that's just woo thinking, right? This, that's just woo woo. And, and, and it's so much greater than, than woo woo. It's so powerful.
1: So powerful. And it's been here all along, mm-hmm. but have you noticed that, um, It's funny, we've had all these thought leaders all this time, but it's taken the pandemic for people to finally wake up and realize. Um, I believe the pandemic was a God job for all of us to realize just where we are. We're not using our minds effectively. And literally, you need to, this is the gift I'm giving you for you to sit and and stop the doing for all this doing and sit and discover just um the magnificence as you said between our ears and and how you can now really be doing have anything
0: well and i think the challenge is that the media social media and people that are that are just you know they're working nine to five they're coming home popping themselves on the sofa watching the news and getting inundated with all of this negative um uh, you know just negativity has is it's it's worse than the virus <laughs> it, and and then they're getting depressed and anxious i mean i think obviously our brain has these awesome chemicals that are that are designed to fill us when we're when we're joyful when we're in a place of of peace and and moving towards that level of unconditional love the, the brain is designed to make us feel good. And, and we get to control that, which most people don't understand. But the challenge, I think, for so many is that they're living in anxiety and stress that's so high that their brain is in fight, flight, or freeze mode constantly. So mm-hmm. their brain is only putting out adrenaline instead of dopamine, oxytocin, and and you know, serotonin and other endorphins that are designed to make you feel good. It's putting out adrenaline and saying, "Who we're in trouble? Who we're in trouble? Who we're in trouble?" And so the brain's not designed to be in trouble constantly, right? That's a warning system that's designed to keep us from getting eaten by the lion. That's right. One one part of the day, not the whole day.
1: Right. Right.
0: That's what's leading to so many people on medication, so many people on, you know, feeling. um, I mean, how many people do you hear talking about being stressed and overwhelmed and tired? Right. I ask. Ask a hundred people, and I bet 90 of them are gonna say, Oh, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed. And they're living in that fight, flight, and freeze mode because they don't realize that they can they can elevate themselves above it, above their circumstances, above their situation by changing their thinking.
1: Right, and you know, it's become such a habit. Mm. It's a habit to think of failure. And as Wallace Wattle says, you know, in his book, The Science of Getting Rich, he said, you know, to think according to appearances, that's easy. And appearances is really living from the outside in. You know, letting your, f- believing your five senses are telling you the truth. Oh,
0: that's Oof. really powerful.
1: But to, but to think truth despite appearances. Truth is your goals, where where you want to go, Right. Oh, that's the hardest work in the world because we're creating a new habit. And this new habit is you owning your thinking, you owning your mind and not the other way around. And that's the work in the beginning. But there are easy ways to start to, what I've discovered, own your mind. And one of them I actually put on a post yesterday or the day before on LinkedIn was about you know, why don't you start to go to sleep in the state of success? Mm. And um, you know who's a great author of mine? I love Neville Goddard's work, The Power of Awareness. Oh, I love it! Initially, the book was kind of fluff, like it was. Woof, woof, this is, but the more you read it, the more your consciousness grows.
0: Mm.
1: And and it almost expands, and then you start to understand. And so he recommends going to to sleep in a state of success. What's a state of success? Well, what you really would love to be, do and have. And then you wake up in that state. And believe it or not, when you wake up in that state of success, you will wake up, you dissipate the thoughts the feelings that were associated with a lesser state, which is obviously your usual state of fear, doubt, and worry. Mm. And if you do that enough times every night, you will actually change your state, which is really the mind in um, Psychosabonetics by Maxwell Waltz. The mind is made up of the brain and the nervous system. So if you go to sleep in a certain state, a state of you are actually changing your nervous system. And yeah. I think dispenser talks about that a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he does. Let's
0: mm-hmm. talk about state management. so mm-hmm. right? Because most people feel like they're maybe they don't feel like victims, but they, they feel like they don't have control over, over their state, right? They don't recognize that they have the ability to, to change their state or even recognize what their state is, right? That level of awareness to know that, acknowledge their feelings, right? We've, many have been told to push their feelings down or ignore their emotions and ignore those feelings. Um, so let's talk about what, what is a state and then what are some quick ways to change your state? <laughs>
1: So, a state is really a, 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 a vibration you're in. A, your vibe, how you feel is actually telling you what vibrational state you're in. And if, mm-hmm. you're, in, if you're emotionally involved with the wrong idea, you tend to feel pretty lousy. And that is a state of fear, doubt, and worry. I mean, fear, doubt, and worry itself makes you feel lousy. And that is a state that perpetuates the cycle, as I call it, of getting the same results over and over again, more things to fear, doubt, and worry, because you cannot attract when you're in a a vibrational state. I think it was... I know that um, was it. I know Abraham Hicks has got the vibrational, the twenty-two states, the twenty-two feelings. But there are different feelings that create a different state. And I know that a state of love is a very different feeling, or joy. It's a very different vibrational state you're in compared to a state of fear.
0: And yeah, I think I think the lowest the lowest ones are guilt and shame, mm-hmm. and then of course the highest level is is joy, love, and then of course unconditional love is is the highest mm-hmm. vibration. Um, helping people recognize that, and I call it the, the 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 line between the bot the lower states and the upper state is mm-hmm. the line of courage. Right, mm-hmm. basically, you cross the line of courage when you say, "I'm responsible for how I feel." <laughs> I'm I'm no longer a victim of of what the world is saying or world is doing or anything that's going on around me. I mean, we you know Victor Frankel says that between stimulus and response there's a choice. There's there's that period of time where we have a choice to make and how how we respond to the things that are happening to us and whether we decide to to label those things or, or give meaning to those things that's positive or negative, and, and choosing to to see those things. And of course he was experiencing the, the most negative possibility in, in existence, right. Tortured and, and abused. And, and, you know, as a a victim of Auschwitz And, and he recognized that all, you know, he recognized that if you choose to be positive, if you choose to have hope outside of yourself, that, that you can change your state and you can live in a state of no matter what is going on around you, You can choose to be positive and choose to have a positive state. And that that comes with that power of awareness that you mentioned, right? Being aware Mm -hmm. that how you're reacting or how you're responding is impacting how you feel.
1: Spot on. And it's interesting how the only thing, and you mentioned it in a different way, but the only thing that's required is the awareness first and then a decision mm. a decision you know i i i truly believe we have not been taught how to decide, to use yeah. to decide. and decision is is really you people do not know the power and potency of decision making mm. and constantly we are we've been programmed or conditioned that that we take our time you know just take our time But every time in Napoleon Hill's book, he says about every time you delay a decision, you live in a state of ambivalence. Mm. And a state of ambivalence is that state of fear, doubt, and worry. As he says in his book, he says, when we do not decide, indecision crystallizes with doubt. And those two come together and they cause um, procrastination. It crystallizes. So indecision crystallizes and it causes procrastination. And it's the procrastination which is a state in itself when you think about it. It's a state because you're not deciding. Well, you are deciding because you're not deciding. You're deciding not to decide. But, you know, people would live very different lives if they would make decisions quickly but alas, we haven't been taught the importance and power. The moment someone can recognize their ownness, it's then making a decision, because decision requires discipline, and discipline is the DNA to our greatness.
0: Mm, absolutely. Well, and then celebrating the wins, right? Those little wins from making those decisions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feeds the brain. Feeds the brain and says. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Let's do that again. Oh, that's a good thing. Let's do that again. Oh, that's a good thing. Let's do that again. Um, so, so powerful. So in, in talking about changing our state, let's, mm. let's talk about the power of, of gratitude.
1: Mm. The power of gratitude, as you know, is on that upper part of the scale. but. I think most people tend to do the surface gratitude. Mm. And they tend to do it in the morning or at night. But I believe that the sort of gratitude you may be talking about is practicing the presence of God throughout the day, the grace. The And I believe God is in action all day, every day, with all the gifts with all the moments of deliciousness that are presented to us even even the ones you think are wrong oh they're really right oh my goodness you if you could change your perspective about it and see it as a gift for your next part of your evolution you wouldn't you wouldn't make them wrong you would reframe it and say interesting what do i need to learn from this interesting what do i need to learn from this and of course, it's that sort of gratitude. Practicing it throughout the day maintains that higher state.
0: You mentioned that the the gratitude can can change our state throughout the day, recognizing that that connection to to all the things that God is doing. I like how you mentioned um, reframing, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think for many people, it's necessary to reframe a lot of their past once they've raised their awareness that the way they tell their stories of the past, right. Impacts their belief about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's talk about the power of forgiveness.
1: Mm. Do you know what I've discovered is that, is that the reason why people are in debt, a lot of people who say haven't forgiven themselves Mm. And the only people that actually, we don't actually, like I've discovered, we don't actually need to forgive others. We need to forgive ourselves because when we forgive ourselves, all judgment goes away about the other. Mm. And so the only work to be done is always on yourself because then, The assumption changes on the outside. You see, everybody and everything is you pushed out. It's your thoughts actually about you that show up in the 3D world, show up um, to let you know where your thoughts are of unforgiveness of thyself. Mm. Because you made up stories about yourself that played out as characters in this movie in front of you. So, when we start to just forgive ourselves, and we don't do this alone, this is what I love. We've got to understand we can't do it alone, but this is how you grow closer to a power greater than yourself when you ask Providence to move in and help you forgive. And it it can, it can be as simple as that, a simple prayer as that. Sometimes we have mental junk inside our subconscious mind that doesn't even belong to us.
0: <laughs> Most of it.
1: Right? And we've made up stories that, you know, about Tom, Dick, and Harry and about our part in it and what they did to me. But it was just based on our perception of a situation that we formed a story around and sometimes we can't even get to that but you know who can and all we need to do is just say i'm blocked i'm not thinking straight um you know what what do i need to forgive about myself whatever and it can be taken away like that it literally can
0: hmm. so good and I, I even think people that don't understand i mean there are people that that are victims of of mm-hmm stuff, right? Other people have right. done stuff, family have done stuff um, and they hold resentment and they hold um, anger and they hold um, just regret, which is their self. And I, I love how you mentioned forgiving yourself opens the door to let go of judgment. And as soon as you let go of judgment, you no longer are holding unforgiveness against them. I think the, the big challenge for most people is our idea of unforgiveness always has to to do with the other person and we're letting them get away with it kind of thinking rather than the kind of thinking that says no we're cutting the string that that's tied around our heart that we're giving that person power over and control Mm -hmm. and when we cut it's all it's a you and you deal (laughs) you know forgiveness is a you and you deal it has nothing to do with the other person and so you holding on to that resentment only is, it's the analogy of um, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> right. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at Value the number two, life.com add value to life.com forward slash shift. If you enjoyed the show, please like, and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness.
1: Yeah. And remember we are the only problem and the only solution to everything that's happening to us.
0: Mm.
1: And it's about putting down, as I say, You know put down the mirror and pick up the microscope about just looking at your part those characters will change on the outside when you make ah here it is again the decision the decision to draw this you know the line in the sand and say enough enough how can you imagine how many people have given free rent free rent to Tom, Dick, and Harry for all these years about whatever they did in 1972, right? And, oh my goodness, can you imagine? No wonder people don't get results or don't live a happy, joyous, and free life is because they've given free rent to someone who doesn't, didn't even know they were a border. There you mm-hmm. go. Right.
0: <laughs> in most cases, yeah, holding holding on to those to those emotions and holding on to those, those feelings. And I think most people feel like that gives them a sense of control yeah. over the actions of the other person, which of course we have no control over. And all of those events are in the past, which means we cannot change them. But we can change. we can change, and you mentioned reframing, right? That's reframing is really changing the story that we tell ourselves about that and saying, love the question. What can I learn from that? Because then I can let it go. And then I can say, okay, this was a positive thing because I learned, I learned this about myself or I learned this about the world. And, and now I can move forward and and focus on right now, because right now is really all I have.
1: Right. And, you know, sometimes people can't even don't want to acknowledge the gift or the learning experience. And that's why I say sometimes just pray the opposite of what you're doing, and the miracle will happen to you. Let me give mm. you an example. Um, I, I had known a dear friend I'd met when I came to America who was a alcoholic, and he was going to AA, and he'd been in AA for a while, and he was divorcing his wife. His wife mm. and he really had a lot of animosity to her. And his sponsor said to him, you know, the only thing that's going to cure this is that you pray for wealth and success and happiness for her. Mm. And you do that every single day, even if you do it through gritted teeth, you do it. And he started to do it. And Eventually, as I as I do, I know this is a true story, God stepped in and he did this for three months. And believe it or not, the miracle happened to him, not to her. <laughs> it shifted for him where he became, of course, wealthy and successful and happy. But it had to begin with him doing the opposite that he'd been doing for years. And that was shooting her in the back with resentment, with anger, with judgment, with disapproval, not only with these words, but with these thoughts. People think, they can't hear me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yes, everyone can hear you. Everyone can hear you. We We are talking to each other with our thoughts all the time, all the time. I mean, I only have to think of my sister here in Vegas, and she rings me wonder what she's up to right now. She rings me. She lives in Australia. That's a 14 and a half hour flight from Los Angeles. She's picking up. I'm thinking of her. So we're all connected. So for the audience out there, if you cannot seem to let go, start doing the opposite, wishing that person. And I promise you, the miracle will happen to you.
0: And there's so much power in that. And the power you can do that, use that same power for yourself. Yeah. For every Every negative or limiting thought, you can turn it around and and pray the positive for yourself or create the affirmation statement for yourself. Like, oh, I'm so dumb. Instead, uh, no, I'm, I'm smart and intellectual and solve problems. Right. Or I'm, you know, I'm not good with money. No, I'm brilliant with money. And start turning those around and making those a daily affirmation, a daily prayer is so, so powerful. Um, so the first is awareness, right? Being aware that you're making these statements to yourself about someone else or about yourself yes, and then turning those around to the to the opposite is so, so powerful.
1: And it's every and sometimes it's it's recommitting all day, every day because uh, we're being controlled by our programming, the habit. remember a paradigm, we all have our own conditioning called a paradigm and a paradigm is a mental program that has exclusive control over our behavior and most Mm. of our behavior is habitual so it's constantly as you said staying in the present moment but constantly watching your thoughts because your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings let you know about your emotional state so it's recommitting all day and at first it is so exhausting so tiring but then you're like oh, I'm going to keep recommitting because eventually the committee dies down. The committee (laughs) goes away. It calms down. I mean, I call my committee Felicia. Oh, she's a bitch sometimes. And she comes to me like this (laughs) and that. I'm like, get out of here. Go away. Sorry for swearing (laughs) everyone. I
0: have to talk to her like that sometimes, like, get out of here.
1: Are you a, you've ruined my life so far. I'm not listening to you anymore.
0: Sometimes so, they name it, name it the yeah, buts, right right? The, the voice in your head. It's,
1: yeah. And sometimes yeah you've got to be talking so sternly to that inner critic that has been silent and deadly for years. So,
0: silent and deadly. So powerful. I, I mean, so many people think that that voice in their head is on their side, right? its It's their voice, it, but it's not you you control that voice. You know, you can tell that voice what to say. You can tell it shut up. But I, I love what you said about the doing that work, you know, throughout the day, throughout. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's when, when Jesus, um, when Peter asks him, you know, should I forgive my brother seven times, which is more than double what the Jewish tradition was. Peter's thinking, man, look how much grace I'm given, right? Seven times is so much grace. And Jesus says, no, it's, it's, 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think, I think it's that, it's that work. That's the work we have to do all day long for ourselves and for others. Mm-hmm. It it is It is, it's 70 times seven. It's exhausting. It's, it's unlimited. It's over and over again until, until you change the habit, until you stop talking trash to yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that you named her. Yeah. I, I think naming it sometimes, you know, and and it is okay to call it a bitch voice that that voice is so bitchy and and you know afraid of everything and not willing to try something new just wants to keep you in your comfort zone even though you're not comfortable in your comfort zone cuz your comfort zone is going to get you fat and dead on the couch <laughs> it's it's you've got it yeah you've got to say wait a minute i want a voice in my head that's on my side i don't want a voice in my head that's you know, costing me money, costing me connection, costing me relationships. And, and, and costing you, right, stepping into your greatness, hmm.
1: stepping into your greatness. I mean, can you imagine if everyone made a decision every day to to just give it a go? Just give it a go. i just going to give it a go, right?
0: One day at a time.
1: I'm just i'm just gonna be one percent better than yesterday oh. just and that means i'll just do an extra sit up um i tonight i will only uh, or today i'll only drink two cups of coffee not three just one percent better i mean that has such a compound effect and you know so many people i notice, want to do big things in a big way i'm going on a diet and i'm exercising every day and i'm like you're setting yourself up for failure. Why don't you do small things in a big way? Small things are, okay, I'm gonna go maybe four times this week to the gym. Okay. I'm just this week, I'm not gonna have that extra slab of chocolate tonight or slab. A <laughs> slab or whatever people are doing. And um, just for today, I'm not I'm I'm going to not have the coffee today from Starbucks. I will put the five dollars to something else, whatever it is. And um, it's just the small things in a big. they all add up. and um, and that's what I love is that we can live extraordinary lives, extraordinary lives when we just start to change the habits, these these habits, right, and have that paradigm shift
0: mm. and it and it really does boil down to the small things. Absolute success is the small things repeated day after day, after day, after day, after day, day, because that's, what's going to lead to true lasting success, because that's going to create the life change necessary to bring about success.
1: Well, just think though, we're setting up that we're working with the universal laws and the universal laws is setting up a cause and effect. So I just need to concentrate on the cause and the effect will take care of itself. So what would happen if, All I do is, and I know what I want to create. I'm moving there. I just concentrate on the processes, the process, and the results, as I say, will take care of themselves. In fact, God will take it. I just move towards those things every day. I mean, a good example was the other day, um, I'm I'm doing a talk about helping people really um, step into their greatness, and I went to a car dealership. And I so wanted to, you know, had this quest to change the way the boys club sells to women, but I'm not doing that anymore. I'm actually helping people create a rich result mindset. And I didn't want to go in. And then I I had to be a product of my own product. And I went, no, go in, go and change someone's life. It's not about you anymore, Tanya, and what people think of you. I have made a... I've, I made it my mission to be of service and help other people. And who, going with that energy, and when you lead with that energy, you get different results. It wasn't about me, it was about me being of service. So I rocked up, Robert. In I went, I said, I want to speak to your sales manager. So I met the lovely gentleman, and he didn't want to have a bar of me. And he said, Tell me what you can do here. And I went, I just listened to him. And, you know, in the end, by my, by me always not making it about me, but making it about him, he became, he softened and really let me know what was going on. I mean, then he gave me a hug as I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, there's a great healing here, isn't this for both of us? I've been dying to get into a car dealership. I never thought it would end up with this with this experience from the boys club so you never know but all i want to tell the audience today is just go and give it a go Mm -hmm. it's our own thinking about what people are going to think of us that actually stops us doing what we've been
0: called to do so many assumptions right so let's talk about the power of a mentor. Obviously Bob was a huge mentor in your life and and let's how what what made that so powerful for you.
1: What made it so powerful was is that he understood that everyone has been programmed with the wrong conditioning, the wrong belief systems, the mental junk and he realized, he, having worked with the great, the great thought leaders, had realized that our spiritual DNA is perfect. And the only thing is to create a paradigm shift, is to change these faulty ideas about ourselves that have become habits. And when we shift that, we literally end up do, being doing and having anything we want we literally step into our calling and everyone's got a calling on their heart i don't care who you are there is a divine plan in you that god has put in you and you're the only person that can do it mm. and there is an abundance of people clients that want you to serve them what you are seeking is seeking you but it's your it's your programming that's stopping you. But when you shift that, oh, you suddenly are off to the races to do that calling. Mm. And that's what Bob taught me more than anything is just m- get rid of the mental junk creep and then you step into that. That was he did. Do- yeah, that's it. Mm.
0: So good. So obviously, you know, the value of a mentor, I think for me, I think borrowed belief is a huge value that a mentor adds, mm-hmm. right? Because while a person's developing and and starting to grow, uh, a mentor provides that that outside, you know, belief in you and your capacity, your potential. All while you're still developing your self belief and, and and doubting <laughs> yourself along the way. Um, and so I think that power of borrowed belief is so strong. And then of course that level of accountability, right? They've been there, they've done it. And so if they if they say do this, then then if that if they're where you want to go, then you know that I need to do what they're telling me to do um, because they've been on the journey, and 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 just to, even if they're just a couple steps ahead. So, how would you encourage someone to find find a mentor that that will suit the needs that they have?
1: Well, I, I agree with you. Accountability really is where the rubber hits the road, and <laughs> we all need mentors. We all need help because. That's why we're on this earth, to help each other, Mm. right? We were never meant to be lone rangers. Um, I think, for me, you find someone who is a product of their own product. Mm. I think that's important. And I believe that we all need mentors in different areas of our life. But the most important mentor and the sort of work you're doing, Robert, is start with the mind first. Many people spend a fortune on the strategy, the strategy. But the thing is, you need the right mindset to implement the strategy. And I see so many business owners buying the strategy first without the backing of the mind set to success. Mm. So I would like to... um, Suggest to the audience, get your your mind in order first because order is heaven's first law. And if you want to live in a heavenly state, you're going to have to create order first in the mind. Mm. When you've created the order and you have given your subconscious mind, the GPS, a destination, then then when you spend enough time becoming emotionally involved with that destination, then the strategy shows up. Then you act. But many people are acting from the conscious mind, and the conscious mind is often from a place of ego.
0: Mm.
1: But when you sit with the goal, and you sit with where you want to go, and this is when you start to use your higher faculties, the plan will come up, oh, mm. it will come. And that, when you act on that plan, you can quantum leak so quickly and get phenomenal results because you're in alignment and that plan was the divine plan to support you with the calling in your life.
0: Mm. So good. So you mentioned earlier we talked about going to sleep in a state of of success, a state Mm -hmm. of abundance. Mm -hmm. Um, What other ways have routines been valuable in in your personal development and and in your success?
1: I think study. Definitely I study every day. And it's not just reading a book. Um, Bob taught me about embodying the teachings of a book. And Mm. you don't just read or a plethora of books, you read books that are going to create um, a, a greater conscious awareness. So I believe that great books like Think and Grow Rich, The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard, there is um, by Maxwell Maltz, Science of Getting Rich. These books are helping you understand your mind mm-hmm. and how powerful Joseph Murphy Mm. understand your mind and the power of it. And it's these books that create the this, this state, you know. So it's study every day. I do study every single day no matter what. And Bob studied Think and Grow Rich for 63 years. He studied that book every single day. Sometimes he spent a month, one month on one page until he became it, mm. until he became it with his thoughts, his words, his deeds, and his actions. I mean, some of the hardest work to understand I still haven't got into is Troward. Oh my goodness. I still <laughs> cannot get into Troward. That's another layer of consciousness.
0: Oof. Oof. I, I love, I do love, I, I love Troward in, in small bits. And, oh. and my, one of my favorites is um, his teaching on, oh, my brain just lost the word. Opulence, spirit of opulence. So that page it it's only two pages, but it's it's two pages of of huge power. But the rest of Troward's work is about this big and and, and i I can barely process the spirit of opulence.
1: Well, well think of Genevieve Brennan. Didn't she go and study with him in London? She
0: was a student of his, and that was her mission in life. I have I have her one of her books, I think she's only written one, but I got her book to try to understand Troward. <laughs> right. So even that, you know, imagine, wow, that would
1: give him that, that apprent- being open to an apprenticeship of that nature. Woo. Right. Um, yeah. so, so to for, back to your question. So the state, you can maintain this higher success state with study. And when you study, you live on the side of understanding, which is really well-being and faith. Not diddly squat faith, but faith that all is well because you're working with the universal laws. Mm. And this is so much better to live in the state of understanding than the state of ignorance. And ignorance is really fear, doubt, and worry, which Mm. leads to anxiety and then depression. So study is important. I also tend to um, use my imagination a lot. Um, I know where I'm going, what I would like to achieve. And that creates its own deliciousness. I mean, spending time with your goal and where you're going creates its own state. And when you're in that state, oh, my God, you you attract different things, but you also have different answers to your questions because you're on a different frequency. And then the other thing I do is the self-concept work all day, every day. I mean, I don't think people are using their mirrors enough. How many times do you go to a bathroom and you wash your hands afterwards? Do you say nice things to yourself hmm. about you? We, I mean, we could be using so many, as I say, tools around us that have become almost we take for granted, yet they're the tools that will help with the transformation.
0: Well, and I think so many people are are taught that pride is, is bad, right? That that just to to look in the mirror and say, "Oh, you're beautiful" is is a negative thing and going to develop negative consequences. But the truth is, we're dealing with a world that is so full of negativity and doubt, and and that we need to be able to look in the mirror and say, "I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am, I am connected to the divine. I am all of these all of these things." And they're and they're. The truth of those things is kind of like money, right? We all have to work for money as long as it's not right. Our businesses have to make money that we have to be in the business to make money, but money can't be the driver for the business because that's greed. And the same thing, I think ego and pride, we have to have pride, but when it becomes egotistical and we're doing it for the sake of our pride, then we're doing it for the wrong reason. And and same thing with money, when we're making money for the sake of money itself, then we're doing it for the wrong reason. And, and then you get caught up in all the consequences of, of that wrong, that wrong idea. But, but we've been taught to not look in the mirror and, and praise ourselves. We've been taught not to praise ourselves because that leads to, but it, it never leads to something bad if it's from the heart and you're, and you're telling yourself the truth in the mirror and, and telling yourself who you're going to be, right? Like, like I, I, I tell myself in the mirror, I'm the world's best mindset coach because not because I want ego, but because I want to make my decisions throughout the day. What would the world's best mindset coach do? Mm -hmm. What what, what choice would he make right now? Well, that's the choice I'm going to make because that world's best mindset coach is me. (laughs) Great. So, what I can
1: hear already is that you've created a new version of yourself. And when you make a decision to recommit to that version of yourself every day, you feel different, you think different thoughts, and you act differently. And I uh, I hear, I believe, if you just said, we've been taught, we've been taught. Yes, we've been conditioned to think and feel and act like this, hmm. but, but that's only conditioning that's only other people's opinions of how we need to show up in the world what would happen if we actually and you're doing this right now Robert it's beautiful is that you are basically reprogramming yourself with what is the truth but it
0: was programmed out of you with other people's opinions of how you should show up absolutely and so many people are and and the challenge is a lot of that programming comes from our parents who were doing the best based on their, you know, the, the tools that they had at the time, or worse, it's a statement that somebody made out of of anger or or response that it wasn't even a thought out statement. And the person grabs onto it, it becomes this limiting belief that affects their identity for 30, 40 years, because they never question it. Right. We, We've been conditioned not to question our beliefs. We just believe what we believe. And and of course, our beliefs are just the things that we think and tell ourselves over and over and over again. So you have the right to change your beliefs. You have the right to to, to correct those to your truth, to, to who you want to be.
1: And a lot of people say even beliefs take a long time to change. No, they don't. You just make up a new rule now. Whatever new belief I make up about myself, I
0: accept it instantly. I accept it instantly instantly and I, rem- I remind myself wait that's not true I just said that's not true and and as soon as that negative thought comes in and says oh yeah I remember this no it's not true I said this about myself and that's what I am <laughs> Absolutely. we have the choice to to reprogram that and I and I agree with you that we can do it instantly and we can back it up with action and, and <laughs> make it a part of who we are.
1: Yeah. Well, that's when the praxis happens, doesn't it? So in order for praxis to happen, which is the integration of the belief with the the integration of this new belief, we have to back it up with behavior. um, And that, and that then cements the new belief. Mm. Yeah.
0: So good. So good. All right. What's, uh, what's your big dream, Tanya?
1: Oh, I've got so many things, but I'm on a mission to carry the baton for Bob. Mm -hmm. And to carry the baton for Bob Proctor is really about helping people shift their paradigm, their programming, and help them really create a rich results mindset. And that's really unlocking their talents stepping into their greatness and realizing their potential. And that is my mission now, because everyone is stuck and they are stuck by their mental junk. And mm. I'm here to absolutely help people step into their calling. And mm. it begins upstairs in the boardroom of their mind. Just like you, Robert, and what you're doing, right?
0: Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Love that so much. There's there's just so much power that all of us have access to. And that power comes with, like you said, when you do this mind work, the, the pathway comes, the, the idea of how comes. And so many people get caught up in the how, how, how uh, I need, I want to make $50,000 this month. Oh, that's impossible. Oh, how will that ever happen? Instead of saying, I'm the kind of person that makes $50,000 and sitting with that and, and then figuring out, allowing that to develop,
1: Allow, allow to end, but you must act. And that's the thing. When the plan comes, even in Napoleon Hill's book, he says, the plan will come. Look at Bob. He came, he got mostly involved in the goal of earning $25,000 when he was only earning $4,000 as a fireman. And the plan came for him to clean offices. And he was a fireman. That was a good job in those days. You don't leave the fire department. I think that's even today. Once you're in, you're in. But he took the plunge. The plan came and he acted on it, and he replaced his four thousand dollars income to one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in that first year, right? And that is we forget that we the, our work is to create a new program inside our subconscious mind, and it's the program itself that sets up this sets it all up for everything to start to come to you.
0: Mm, that's so good. All right, you've spent an hour with an entrepreneur having coffee, having a great conversation, and you want to leave it with Tanya's words of wisdom. What would you share?
1: My words of wisdom would be don't tiptoe to your grave mm. with the calling inside of you. Don't tiptoe to your grave without um, doing what you what that desire is within your heart you can do it you can do it and guess what all you need to do is contact Robert right contact Robert and he will help you of create of course set your mind to success and 90 really success is 95% the mindset and only five percent of the strategy
0: don't let the strategy stop you the cursed house <laughs> the curse of the house. Mm-hmm. Love that, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining me today. What a great conversation. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And I I, I know that you're going to be a, a wonderful representation of, of Bob and carrying on that baton and and, and changing the world for, for good. Yeah. And likewise, Robert. Likewise. The Thank world's ready. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at AddValueMindset.com. That's add value mindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. AddValueMindset.com. In our next episode, Pam Jordan is a free spirit who's tapped into her own greatness and understands the power of helping others experience their potential. She is a finance whiz who loves spreadsheets and helps companies understand their numbers in a way that changes how they make business decisions. She helps companies and people maximize their growth.